Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. So nice to be back on BC Radio Live. I'm Eric Olson, publisher and founder of Blog Critics Magazine. And we took a few weeks off for summer, had a bunch of things going on, this and that and everything else. It was my birthday, believe it or not, last Wednesday. And uh, lots of things coming up. But uh, happy happy to be back on the air. Coming up at 6.30, Philip and Lisa will be joining us as they typically do. The executive team of Blog Critics will be here. And we will be speaking with a Blog Critics writer who is also an author. So, hey, that is super duper extra special cool. We'll be speaking with her, and that's Christine Lakatos, Lakatos, L-A-K-A-T-O-S. She'll be telling us how to pronounce her last name. But uh, she, as I mentioned, is also an author of uh, of a dieting book, of a diet book. We'll be talking about that and her work with blog critics. Prior to that, coming up here uh, any any moment, we'll be speaking. I'm very excited about this because anyone who, uh, who, who follows uh, my writing... On Twitter, which is simply at Blog Critics, and uh, you know, or anywhere else, going way back to the days when I was able to write a lot more on Blog Critics. I like ambient electronic music a lot. In fact, the older I've gotten, the more I like it, and I'm really interested in all the variations of it and everything from really, really super, super, super airy chill on the one end, with you know, very little movement to the music and uh, all atmospherics all the way over to the other end of it which would be a little bit you know heavier electronics heavier beats downbeat and uh, and even acid jazz kind of all gets lumped in there as ambient music so I'm very excited about that and we'll be speaking with the producer writer lead guy head dude of uh, the group or the recording entity called Chill Factor 5. Very excited about that. And we will be speaking with Maurice Oliver, who leads that up. Just waiting for him, basically, to to call in. And I think, I think in fact, we have him now. Is this Maurice? This is Maurice. Excellent. Eric Olson here of Blog Critics Magazine. Great to talk with you. How are you? Um, I'm wonderful. It's great to talk to you also. Well, I've been listening to the latest, The Venus Effect, which is available on Amazon, and anyone listening can certainly just click on the link, too. We've got a link right here on the BC Radio Live page that sends us uh, sends people over to the Venus Effect Chill Factor 5 website, and we want to let people know about that because how, how wondrously generous you are <laughs> to be... Uh, to be essentially giving away the store here. I've been listening to, uh, while I watch your impressive array of instruments there, I assume that's your, your living room, uh, perhaps also where you record. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's one of, one of the parts. I use the entire house. I have two outside decks, so sometimes I record things outside. Depending on the weather and the time of year, um, we use the whole house for uh, all the music that's created. And you're in Chicago, right? Um, actually, in Evanston, which is uh, oh. just north of uh, Chicago, that's where Northwestern University is. Sure. Oh, that's a great place to be. Yes, I've I have been there. That's a great town. So let's let people know where the in case uh, somehow they can't get to the link or whatever. Although, you know, I'm thinking of it. You can't listen to the show without having access to the link. But nonetheless, let's let people know that the site is www.electron farm is that the record label electron farm records and the music besides being available at amazon will be available at every download site and every mobile phone site in the world on god's green earth uh within the next 21 days but actually by the 21st of uh august it should be available everywhere no matter what country you're in Whatever your big download portal is, it has electronic music. You'll be able to find the Venus Effect. 
And I have been listening to it, been listening to that download that's available, that entire album, and it's great stuff. As I, as I was saying just before I brought you on, I'm a I'm a long time electronic music fan, and I've been getting more and more into the downbeat ambient side of it as I've gotten older. I realize. I hope I hope that's not the only factor uh, why I've become more interested in it. But I'm really interested in the subtleties of it, and, and I love what you've done. Put it's it's really varied. It's warm. That description uh, I saw, I think, on Amazon is is very apt, and. Uh, it's it's warm chill. Uh, that, that's a uh, perhaps a contradiction in terms, but yeah, well, no, it's actually, really you've excellent. Got it right. Uh, when people ask me why did you pick Chill Factor Five, I said, well, you know, one would be fairly warm. I guess Chill Factor Ten would be horribly cold. Ah. So my thing is, uh, you get some. Tunes that are down tempo, but there's some things that are going to be dance tunes. Uh, it's going to take you around the world to various kinds of environments, uh, different climes, warm and cold, and even different parts of space uh, near the sun and in the forest reaches of space where you know there's not much light, but uh, there's interesting things going on. I try to. Uh, Embrace it all. Music for me is that language. It allows me to uh, speak in many dimensions in many different ways at the same time. And I don't have to obey anybody's rules except my own. Well, I love that. I love hearing the theory. And I, I definitely want to talk to you about that because besides just being a, a, a music writer and, and fan uh, for for really my entire life, I've also been, uh, for, for a living, kind of all through the 80s and 90s, most of the most of the 90s, I was a live DJ, so I've I've actually used electronic music, and I was actually, have been, just, it's not like it's ever going to end, I just haven't been able to do it for the last several years, but I was also a electronic music producer myself, so I'm really interesting, interested in how you put all this together. Mine is, I, I feel like, oh my, and, and when I get back to it, I, I definitely want to change this, is, is kind of cheating, because it's what I've done uh, is, is, I don't know, 90, you know, 8% sample base. Dropped in a few things here and there. I think I heard a didgeridoo on yours. Is that true? Did I hear that? Uh, yes, and that's a, a friend of mine, actually, who uh, comes to the States maybe every other year. He imports didgeridoos from the bush and works with uh, various didgeridoo artists uh, with the artwork that's actually on them. So a lot of the ones that we have are pretty incredible and they're even doing cool stuff with airbrush so you know everybody's got modern technology and they're using it to combine you know with their ancient roots to create something new which is beautiful yeah well we went to we went to australia for the uh sydney olympics in 2000 mm-hmm. and uh ended up doing quite a bit of of looking around and i was fascinated by just the whole process and i really had no idea how they I had prior to that had no idea how they were made and the fact that they, you know, use insects and all this interesting stuff to to carve out the the, uh, the I don't know is it the trunk of the, the uh, yeah the the pith of the uh, you know where the sap would be and actually how the instrument was first sort of um, given to the aborigine uh, was. In the story of the dreaming, they were sent to this spot, and when they got to the spot, the wind was blowing through these hollow branches ah. in this part where of the desert where nothing else was growing, and they could hear the sound of the gods speaking, and that became the didgeridoo. Very interesting. I'm I'm uh, enthralled by by drones also, which is I imagine part of what I love about. Uh, Ambient, uh, to, to use a the broadest possible term, because uh, you know certainly your music incorporates many elements and and, and is not purely just ambient by any means, uh, unless you're taking it kind of in a very broad sense. But anyway, right. I, I'm there's re- breathing going on in there. I always yeah. like to have uh, instruments that breathe, and I often hide human breathing in the the background behind pads and things because what it causes the person to listen to is a unbeknownst um, to them their heart rate starts slowing down everything starts mellowing and 
and then they're breathing with the music, and when you do that also, you know, then you can hear more of it also because now your body's in tune with the vibration. Even if it's in your iPod headphones, it, it takes on a different life, you know, when you actually get there. Very interesting. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, boy, I'm, I'm really glad I'm, I'm getting a chance to talk with you here. Hey, before we go any further, let me uh, finish. I never did finish the URL for for the site where they can uh, download the music, listen to well, it. Well, actually, that site is uh, going down tonight. Oh, okay. But they can go to the regular site, which is uh, net. And uh, not only here, uh, by Friday you'll be able to hear the same things that were available at the other site, but not for download. Okay. Plus there are samples of the last album, uh, Sunflower Jazz, that was nominated for the Grammy. Last I saw year. that. Amazing. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. It was, uh, it was a fairly bizarre thing. Uh, it was the first time I had ever submitted. And, you know, you get these PDF files and it's got the categories and these breakdowns and you you know you do your thing you send in your stuff and probably I, kind of forget about it you know well yeah you know I, I you know you if you send bothered it to go through the process yes you are hoping something will happen but you won't be surprised if it doesn't because you know millions of people <laughs> it's a big world <laughs> it's a, yeah, exactly. It's a big world. So it was interesting, and I actually entered in two categories, in uh, electronic and dance, and also in contemporary jazz. And uh, they said, well, you know what? We Enter in both, send us two extra CDs, and we'll decide if, you know, we decide to, to pass you on to the next level. And... Uh, there it was, an electronic music and dance, you know, out of probably the 5,000 people releases that were entered, it came down to the top 77, and uh, when I actually got the info, you know, you're looking at this list, and so I look, start looking at like 50, and I start counting back towards 77, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah, if it's here at all, it's going to be like way back here in the back. And I'm looking, and I don't see anything. So I said, well, you know, I'm looking at the first three or four, and I'm seeing the same thing. And it's, you know, the Chemical Brothers, it's Moby. It's, you know, it's of the course. usual suspects. And, you know, I figure it's just business as usual. But something said, you know, keep looking. And uh, I got to number 13, and there it was. Chill Factor 5. Sunflower wow. Jazz. How exciting. That oh, must have been I, tremendous. I almost fell through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so that was so uh, so what is the final? What's the t- how, how many are nominated then finally? They take from the first 5. Wow. So 8 slots away. Well, that was a little one man label. It's, everybody it's else it's tremendous. So, uh, yeah, it, I'm, you I'm would honored. Catch their ear, man. You know, just just yeah, just I'm catch honored their ear and, to that and definitely proud when I think of all the different kinds of music I love and that I've listened to in my life and the people who never got a Grammy nomination who I think are geniuses. You know, you got to be humbled and uh, appreciate the fact that you even got that far because you know there's no guarantees, no matter how good it is. Right. There's a lot of good music all the time. Of course, of course. All right, well, let's take a listen to it. Let's let's listen to the title track, The Venus Effect, from The Venus Effect. And hopefully, right. last time I did this, it didn't work. So. Yay, it worked! Loving it, digging it hard. Hey, let's talk right. about the tune. What, uh, what, what's the instrumentation on it? I know you had some guests on on the uh, you know the album in general. 
What's yeah, the instrumentation well, on, on the, that one, and uh, what's your sense of it? About most of it is me, uh, but the other half and the co-writer is uh, Mr. Vinny Zumo, who people would know his name from being uh, the principal guitarist for Joe Jackson for over seven years for wow. all the albums that people know of, and he was the guitar player. Yeah, right. And there was so some great guitar work back then. Uh, he, he Those killed. first couple albums in particular I love. Exactly. And uh, he's done a bunch of other things, worked with Roger Daltrey, produced Sean Colvin, uh, writes a lot of stuff for TV and movies, and was even writing for a soap opera for many years. He and his, his wife, Janice, who's a great vocalist, and... Uh, the funny thing about how we hooked up is we're both originally from Staten Island, New York, and we met over the internet through Plaxo. Oh yes, I belong we to did, that as well. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> among found many each other, others. <laughs> and we did a couple of emails, and then we had a conversation. It was almost four hours long, and realized we knew forty people in common, and had actually played in the same band at different oh, wow. times. That's amazing. So uh, yeah, it was serendipitous as hell, and uh, the first time we started working, we did the entire album over the internet using You Send It. Wow. I would send him an MP3 of the track at where I had it at, and then he would uh, pop it in the Pro Tools, and... Uh, cut his parts, and then send me an MP3 to approve on what he did. And the uh, next morning I'd wake up and I'd have 27 emails <laughs> with uh, two of our guitar pieces and guitar solos and things, and I'd open up Logic and import his parts in, and that's how we did uh, collaborated for the whole album. We didn't... We had never met until uh, actually last Thursday. We had lunch together in How New York. funny. Where does he live? Uh, he lives in Manhattan. Yeah, so that you know, you're pretty far apart there, and uh, yep. it's amazing. We've been talking about as I as I've been you know interviewing people, not not just electronic based uh, uh, artists at all, uh, you know, although even more so with them, uh, but you know, all different kinds of artists, and and they're all doing that. You know, they're collaborating via the internet because why not? You know, it, it opens up so many vistas. You can work with so many more people. It's obviously it's a lot cheaper than everyone having to travel around and try to get together. Oh, definitely. You know, the the travel part is extremely prohibitive for uh, you know, a putting together a band that way. Even when you've got it together, you know, you can get bookings, but the hardest thing is to get somebody to fly five people somewhere. Right. Uh, you know, that that can be the thing that break, you know, breaks the bank for them. So Fortunately, with the technology, I can go out by myself with an extra keyboard, my laptop, my portable studio, my guitar, and uh, play with musicians in the city that I'm at who uh, I can vibe with and, you know, go do what I do live uh, without having to move three people just to be able right. to perform. Right. How, how interesting. Do you ever come to Cleveland? That's where I am. Um, I, I am sure in the next uh, six months I will be doing a lot of traveling in that part of the country. Well, I'd I'd love to see it. Love to see you play live. Love to meet you. It would really, really be interesting stuff. I'm I'm in awe of your ability to put all this together and and do it so well. Speaking of which, let's check out another track. This one is Six in the Twilight. <laughs> In the twilight, I'd say that one's pretty firmly in the uh, in the jazz acid jazz probably type category. Pretty heavy beat, 
you know, full jazzy instrumentation and uh, and doing it very well. Who's the vocal on that one? Uh, that's me. Ah, how how rocking of you! How bold! Good oh, man. Hey, you know, it was time. It was time. Uh, on the previous album, you sound like Bill Cosby on that old. one. You know, remember when he said <laughs> the scatting? Remember, I loved that. It was hilarious. I was just thinking of Bill because we got the uh, we got the whole uh, series of I Spy from the '60s, and there's okay, yeah, there's Bill. Yeah. You know, co-starring with uh, Robert Culp. That was a great show. Uh, uh, we're watching show. the first. Uh, we're watching the first. I don't know what it is. Five maybe are are on you know on the first disc, and it's so interesting mm-hmm. to see they were all uh, all the shows were shot in Hong Kong on location. So, you know, yeah. it was interesting that they had to work in that theme, right? I mean, they had the script had to fit. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're there, you know, the guys are there, the crew is there. So, uh, you know, they, they had to come up with, uh, and it's turning out that every one of these first five or six are set in Hong Kong. So it's, it's, it, it's kind of like the cart, you know, what's first, the cart or the horse? But anyway, I was thinking of Bill and, yeah, he was a great actor too. On top of all his other many abilities, and of course, a real lover of of jazz. Oh yeah, from the beginning. So what what instruments are you playing on that one? Um, on that, I'm doing all, all the keyboards and playing the live percussion. Um, let's see, Vinny's got the guitar solos in that one. In the Venus Effect, the uh, Highly acidic guitar solo in the middle is Ooh. mine. Oh, cool! Um, we uh, one of the things that works out great in the way we collaborate with guitars, even down to the tones. If I've got a guitar part and it's in a certain kind of vein, he'll always come back as far from left field as possible with what he plays to you know contrast and complement what I'm doing. So it's a uh, it's always exciting to what, see what I'm going to get back. Uh, it's always it always fits perfectly, and he gives me carte blanche to further wreck whatever he sends to me. So, <laughs> as you listen throughout the album, there are spots where there are things happening, and then I take those parts and turn them around backwards, or cut them in pieces and have them follow each other in an order that they were. Never intended. We do a lot of things with sounds falling through space in headphones. It's it's a nice adventure. Glass of wine or whatever you're into in some headphones, you can have some fun to this album. I I personally love that. I love audio effects. I love production technique. And I mean, it sounds really great. I mean, it doesn't sound like a home recording, but you know that just shows. The the advancement of the of the equipment and and obviously your 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 guys your skills in putting it together really sounds terrific. Well, I have a nice room. It's you know treated, but it's not crazy. I record in the booth, and as I said, you know there are some things. Hey, if you're doing live percussion parts, there's nothing better than playing them outside. No, I don't mind if there's a little, you know, birds in the trees in there and a little traffic in the background. For me, it's just sampling the day and, you know, we're, after all, we're in the 21st century, all that stuff's allowed. How interesting. That's that's amazing. Amazing stuff. Uh all right, well let's check out one more. This is Ocean of Love and I forgot neglected to write down the second part. I know there's a second part. What's the title? Uh, sea of Compassion. Ooh, love that title.
Lo- love that. Would love to play more, but of course we're running out of time as always. Uh, tick, 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 and uh, <laughs> we we can't fight City Hall in that regard. Now that one to me, that's more kind of a, sta- a, a, a traditional, you know, ambient type sound where where it's more architectural. It sounds like it's put together, kind of architecturally building parts on top of the other. I, I, is that real? Uh, it sounds like real waves. Did you sample real waves? Uh, yes. The the uh, the outside atmospheres were recorded in Tulum, uh, New Mexico, in the Sacan biosphere. Oh my! Which is a place where the uh, previous two years before this, my uh, my wife and my son, for Thanksgiving, we would leave the country and go to Tulum, New Mexico. And then we would spend a day in the biosphere, drive in, you know, two hours worth to a spot where there are no other human beings and uh, set up and record the outside and uh, play in the beautiful blue ocean. Amazing. Wow, what an interesting life you have. And, and speaking of which, I mean, here we've talked for almost a half hour, and I, I really haven't got into much of your background. How How did you get into all this? It sounds like you've been doing it for a while anyway. Well, let's see. Uh, I'll give you the short story. I started playing drums professionally when I was 12 and uh, played in a rock band and then played on the weekends in a society band, wore a tuxedo and, you know, played polkas, jazz, foxtrots, you know, the the whole deal at VFW Post and things like that. Worked my way through high school, which allowed me to buy other instruments. I then started uh, picking up guitars and learning to play guitar. You know, bought myself an electric piano. taught myself to play piano. Got a flute. Took a few lessons. Started playing that. Is that you on flute on on Ocean of Love? Excuse me. Was that you? Your flute? Uh, No, actually, that flute is a a wonderful uh, player from India. Yes, it sounded it sounded Indian, sounded exotic, yep. as it were. Okay, and um, so so you kind of gradually pieced all this together. How how long have you been doing your own recording, recording on your own? Um, I've been recording. Actually, my brother and I had a group called Rhythm Method, which was a very uh, well known techno tribal band. We played live all through uh, Europe and. We're quite big in the United States for a while there. We were the first live act to ever perform at Love Parade. Wow. So it was, uh, that was an eye-opening experience, and we were one of the first groups to be playing Goa Techno in the United States. Ah, yes. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. So, Have you uh, produced others? Yeah, we started others? that in the 90s from being traditional musicians and having, you know, six, seven-piece bands and writing the music and doing the booking and always ending up uh, as broke as everybody else. Ah, yes. <laughs> it was time when MIDI became available. We signed on right away. We started off using Commodore 64s and color 13-inch Color Sharp TVs. Oh, my. And we were playing at the Melikweg in the Paradiso in Amsterdam a year later with those. Graduating to the Atari, a whole meg of, of memory, fantastic, you know, and, and eventually to where, you know, now we have unlimited amount of tracks, audio and MIDI, you know, on a lap Mac top, so. Right. Uh, well, you've been doing it. You're, you're a veteran of it. You're a pioneer, it sounds like, really. I've been doing it as, as long as it existed. It, I was always fascinated by... Uh, electronics in general, and uh, when I was in school, part of the time I studied at the New School of Social Research in New York, and we had one of the first uh, ARP and Moog modular units. Wow. In this tiny room, long room, with these gigantic banks of oscillators and filters and a 3D oscilloscope. And the first time I heard a square wave in, a, in that environment and watched it on an oscilloscope spin around because, you know, the analog circuitry was unstable. But watching it try to hold its shape and seeing this 3D representation of something that I was hearing in my head, right? I, I was lost then. That was it. 
That's amazing. What year was that? That was in 72. Wow. That is early on, you know. Gosh, early that's amazing. On. Sounds like there's a, you, you, you got a book in you. Sounds like a book to me with all your uh, Well, it's, it's it's something I've been thinking about. I have a I would encourage you. A 10-year plan. Um, next year, expanding the label out a lot. I'm going to be releasing some dubstep from some great uh, Asian artists on the West Coast and some stuff from uh, Africa and uh, expanding things up. And then at some point, I'm going to pull back, perform a few times a year and uh, curate my albums and... Uh, Maybe at some point get to that book. Maybe start it as an e-book with chapters with music and video and stuff. Do right. Why not? Innovative. Why not? Yeah, I've got to deal with Amazon to do some things in the future. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm always trying to be as far uh, from the on the cutting edge, uh, just below the bleeding edge as possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's uh serves me well when I first started telling people this is how I was going to do music in the future. A lot of people thought I was crazy and that oh, I didn't sure. make any money. And, uh, you know, then not too far after that, people st- started reading Wired magazine and people got into the uh, the book The Long Tail uh-huh. and started understanding how Amazon could go from nothing to something and eBay right. could sell stuff that it didn't own and make Jeff Bezos, a billionaire, and, you know, watched Apple come back from the death throes of going under to doing what it's become. Right. And uh, Yeah, they sure had a comeback. Yeah, that's the business, you know, those are the business models of the future. Anybody who's not doing that's in trouble, and we see what's happened with the music industry. You know, it's in trouble. And it certainly people, is. Although, I, although I think... People wondered why. <laughs> yeah. I exactly. I, I think I think the path forward is is more evident now. I think they've really been floundering, foundering for for several years. But I, I think they're starting to emerge. You know, uh, a, a path forward. Well, I'll tell you what. We could talk uh, forever. I think uh, I, that four hours. I, I hear those four hours. I could see them filling up. <laughs> and uh, I would love to talk more, but we do uh, do need to move on. But uh, I love the music and and uh, admire and and just totally in awe of your ability to put all this together and have it uh, be done so well and to live uh, what sounds like an extremely <laughs> interesting life with with your music and your music making so well integrated into your life. You know, it's not I do this and. And then there's my life. I mean, it sounds like they're really well integrated, and it's it very. Well, and it sounds like it. It's very organic. Am, the music comes from you. Yeah, my friends say, you know, you are music. So, for a long time, I tried to entirely, but it's uh, it's working out better this way. All right. Well, it's Chill Factor Five, and and it's your label, right? Electron Farms is yours. Electron Farm Records is my label. Very cool, and uh, I, the site that, that I was linking to, I guess, will be down, but you said by uh, Friday a new one will be up, and that's www. Well, the new one is up. If they go, just go to uh, www.electronfarmrecords.net. Oh, is it records? Right to the site. It is records, Electron Farm Records. Uh, oh, uh, electron, I'm sorry, electronfarm.net. Okay, all right, that's, that's what I thought. Okay, great, because, of course, we want to... We want to point people in the right direction. It's definitely right. available you can go on .net or .com. I own both URLs. It'll take you to the same spot. Excellent, and it's on Amazon. And you were saying by the end of the week too, it'll be on pretty much any. It'll start like, being on music. all the download sites. Probably iTunes by the end of the week, but it'll be everywhere: eMusic, Rhapsody, Yahoo, and uh, all of them. All of them. <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, it was really a pleasure talking with you, Maurice. Good luck with this one. Maybe maybe this time you'll get the Grammy, huh, with this new uh, one? Who knows? Stranger things have happened. That's true. Absolutely. Well, if you got that far last time, that you're you're on the radar now, that's for sure. I'm sure they're well aware of you. All right, well, really a pleasure talking with you, and hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks. It was great talking to you, Eric. Okay. Thanks, Maurice. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.
All right. Well, that was tremendous. Really learned a lot. And uh, gosh, that's a that's a guy I can really admire having having worked on electronic music myself. Uh, although it sounds like most of what he does is 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 actually organic and and he's playing a lot of real instruments and uh, then putting it together in an electronic manner. But man, it's it's <clears> some <throat> great stuff. Uh, Chill Factor Five is the group. Maurice is uh, is the guy behind it. And uh, Venus Effect is the new record. And br- bringing people in here, it sounds like Philip and Lisa may be with us, as well as perhaps Christine. Is that true? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Hello. Excellent. Here. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny because I've only seen you guys' faces on blog critics. It's kind of fun to put voices to the faces. <laughs> I know, it's, it's almost three-dimensional, is it not? Yeah, it's totally different because only through Twitter and blog critics have I talked to you guys. So Now we become more real. <laughs> Pretty funny. All right, well, uh, Christine, and how do you pronounce your last name? Lakatos. Lakatos, I think that's what I said first. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And... Um, I'm looking at your writer page. There seems to be some there's some issue with the profile image where it's showing up the smaller version, but on the left, but not on the right. Uh, that's just an aside. But uh, yeah, we want to refer people to your writer page. It's blogcritics.org/writers/christine-lakados and. Uh, some interesting stuff there. There's all your articles. There's uh, 16 articles in a relatively short period of time that you've done. They're all gathered there. And also uh, uh, access to your book, My Diva Diet, A Woman's Last Diet Book. So how is that going? Actually, it's going pretty good. We're self-published at this point, and I'm working on, me and my partner Brian, I'm working on writing an exercise book as a sequel. And so. I see you have all kinds of appropriate background. You're a t- you're a retired bodybuilder and fitness competitor. You were Ms. Fitness San Diego, 1993. Wow. Well, that's you know that's impressive stuff. Yeah, uh, I retired back in '95, I believe, and I started competing in 1990, no, 1989. So, um, yeah, that was fun. I was also on American Gladiators, which was quite an experience. I imagine. What were you? Were you a competitor? Yeah. How did that go? How did you do? <laughs> I did pretty good, but you know, it's funny because uh, the the show is actually very real, and um, you get hurt. Oh yeah, yeah, get, yeah, yeah. The year I did it was the year that Zap did it. You know, the real big girl. Yeah. And they actually the, the, that year the Gladiators went on strike because. They finally got some competitors in there that were actually real athletes because I think the first couple of shows it was kind of like new and they were just playing around with it. Well, so they went on strike because the competitors were extremely athletic and a lot of people were getting hurt, of oh. which I was I was one of them. So. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? <laughs> well, actually, I didn't get hurt by the gladiator. I got hurt climbing the wall. Oh, I, I pulled a tricep and I had to be on pain medication for a while but you know i still continued on it was it was terrific um i wouldn't give that moment away for nothing it was great pull the try well i'm sure that was very yeah. painful and you were like just what you're halfway up the wall or something so it's not like you could just drop down well you could because you're harnessed oh okay right 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 right. yeah, yeah. i covered it I, i'm actually relatively <laughs> familiar with it i covered the the gladiator the uh, tryouts here in cleveland it was pretty soon after I moved back here. It was probably 91 or 2 or something like that. Uh, actually, right around when, when you were doing it. And, uh, yeah, I was amazed, you know, how many people were there and how much was involved and how difficult the tryouts were and everything you had to do. And, yeah, I think uh, I think the year I tried out, I think 10,000 of us tried out and only 10 of us made it. Dang. Yeah, and I think, and then they brought it back not too long ago. Right, right. It's yeah. it's resurrected for a new for a new era. But you were in on the ground floor. Yes, I was. One of the first reality shows. I was there. Well, you look very young in your picture, so obviously you have <laughs> taken good care of yourself. If you've been 
If you've been a, in the fitness industry since 1980, as per yeah, your Yeah, 1980, and then, uh, well, I was a track star when I was in high school. And then I used to run like a 540 mile. So I was pretty athletic all my life, and then kind of got away from it for, for a while. And then I started competing and decided to become an, a fitness trainer because so, they kind of worked well together. And so that's when I started competing and, um, you know, basically, you know, trying to take care of myself because, you know, I'm approaching 50. But I already hit it, sister. <laughs> yeah, I, last week, last Wednesday, in fact, um, 51. Oh, wow. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, and I love blog critics, by the way. Well, I know. We're- very glad you're theirs, and uh, I don't mean as I typically do. I tend to monopolize, but uh, <laughs> you know this this segment, the, the the blog critic segment of the show, we we very much want to include uh, Lisa and Philip in it because, of course, Lisa was uh, who invited you or, or who you dealt with on and getting on the show onto the show. So I'm sure she has some some questions and things to go over. But, uh, yeah, you, you've you done a lot in a relatively short period of time, and we, we appreciate it very much. Well, thank you, and I just wanted to say thanks to Allie James. She's the one that turned me on to your guys' magazine. and Everyone's been terrific, Dave and Matt and Linda and Christopher and Mark, all the – and I'm, you know, one of the newbies, and you guys have been really patient because you know, I've been kind of high maintenance in the beginning. But <laughs> Well, you're covering a lot of stuff. I mean, your your, your movies – and politics and music and TV and you know I mean that's that's our favorite I mean of course we lo- we're real happy to have people you know who who <clears throat> become experts and specialize in a given field but you know it, our favorite of all because it, it kind of represents what we do which is very eclectic so when we have writers who are very eclectic I think they kind of you know really represent us even better than the than the real hardcore specialists of course you know but we're happy to have them too lisa are you there i certainly am hi lisa hi christine <laughs> I see thanks for helping me with that one review that was that was fun the uh, bill maher you know, one yeah i i think i it's probably safe for me to speak on behalf of the entire editorial staff when i say a we love our writers and b mm-hmm. i think one of the more fun parts of doing this is actually working with someone to kind of bring a piece along. So that really is kind of, it's a gratifying part of the job, I have to say. But I really uh, would like to talk for a few minutes about your book. Oh, okay, cool. Um, You've got, it's called My Diva Diet, and it's it's subtitled A Woman's Last Diet Book. And as a woman who has been on more than one diet myself, uh, tell me how this one's different and why it might be the last one. Well, basically, a lot of the books that have come and gone on the market for dieting have been quick-fix solutions. And I think finally in the last maybe few years, three to five years, finally people are getting that it's a lifestyle. So that's why I call it the last diet book because it's, it, it has all the usual recipes and meal plans and things like that, but it does teach the lifestyle factor. And it also addresses the root cause, and I kind of did it backwards. I kept figuring out, well, why do we get fat in the first place? So if here's all the reasons that we do gain weight and ruin our health, well, let's take a look at all those areas and let's attack them once and for all. So that's kind of why, that's what makes it different. The other unique factor is also the fact that it's a workbook. So you can go and you can take a diet quiz, And then you can analyze your eating habits, you can track your progress, you can track your body fat, your measurements, because those are better factors engaging whether you're losing fat, because there is a difference between losing fat and losing weight. Yeah, yeah. So do you concentrate, like, on um, certain foods? Is it like a a low-carb thing, or how how does the... the How does the plan work, basically? Okay, it's based on five factors, okay? Factor number one is your liquid consumption. And believe it or not, you can make or break your diet in what you drink and what you don't drink. Okay, of course, we all talk about water, but did you know that you can gain fat from drinking alcohol? You can gain fat from drinking sodas. So I cover liquid consumption, which is a real critical factor. And then I cover quantity and 
distribution of calories, which basically is how many calories a day are you consuming and how are you distributing those calories because it's a, there's a big difference between eating, uh, excuse me, a big difference between eating 2,000 calories in one sitting as opposed to taking those 2,000 calories and breaking them up into four meals at 500 calories a sitting. Mm-hmm. And for and the reason I did it just for women is because men can eat more than women. So total calories are not as critical. Cleaning up your calories are more important, which is factor number three. But there is a limit to how many calories you should consume if you want to lose weight. So mm-hmm. I can be more specific when I address women in particular because women, basically you should eat the amount of calories based on your lean body mass. Not your total weight, but your lean body mass. And the average woman has anywhere from 90 to like 120 pounds of lean body mass. So, and it's it's definitely, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. And it's definitely not low carb because I have a whole chapter called the carb defense. Um, it's based on moderate amount of calories. It's based on 25% protein, 45% carbs, and 20% fat. Did I get those ratios right? <laughs> I always forget my ratios. I'm sorry, 35, 45, 20. Okay, so it, it is a math game. It is a numbers game. So the ratios are important when you want to lose weight because, and that's about under 200 grams of carbs a day, probably about 150. So the other factor is the quality and purity of calories, which this is a big one for me. I truly believe that the most important thing before you cut calories is to make sure that they're clean and pure. What I mean by that is avoiding processed, you know, highly processed man-made packaged foods. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you following? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's like, you know, like junk food, uh, your fat, hydrogenated oils, preservatives, you know, just that alone. If you just cut that alone and you clean up your calories, I'm, I guarantee you you lose 5 to 10 pounds. And it could be water weight, uh, you know, you get bloated from all that kind of stuff, white flour, a lot of your uh, food bars that are made, uh, they're man-made, are not really very healthy, even though they call them energy bars. Um, and how you cook, you know, if you cook with too much salt or, or too many of those other ingredients like sugar, sodium, and oil. Uh, also, factor number four is, this is a real big one as well, is restrictive and unbalanced dieting. I find that, you know, I've trained thousands of clients and they always come to me and they usually have come off a low calorie, under 1,000 calories, or they've come off a low-carb plan. Well, basically what they've done is they shut down their metabolism. So I have to retrain their metabolism to eat more, actually, is usually what happens. Um, so that's a big one. And the factor number five would be exercise you will definitely lose a lot more weight and you will the more that you increase your lean body mass through exercise, the faster your metabolic rate. So basically that's what the book is all about. And I take those five factors and I put it throughout the book where you can learn about them, but also I give very practical guides in there that you can implement these five factors into your life. And you can, you know, go for it and lose just, you know, five or ten pounds, maybe take a couple of the tips, the restaurant eating guide, and eat better, or you can go through a whole major transformation. What, what do you think? I, I find this all very fascinating because I, I totally hear what you're saying about the purity and the cleanness of your foods. And uh, yeah. I actually uh, I, I read a fantastic book last summer by Michael Pollan called In Defense of Food. And he basically talks a lot about uh, what he calls whole foods and mm-hmm. essentially, you know, just what you're talking about, uh, good natural ingredients and forget the hydrogenated fats and the processed food and all the other stuff. And I know that there's been a, a lot of research lately about um, – people concentrating more on their health and their fitness rather than their weight per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, talking about how you can you can be at what you might not perceive to be your ideal weight but still exercise regularly and be very healthy. So how, do, how what do you think about that? Do we all need to look like 
Twiggy. No, no, no I, I totally agree. And, and that was part of the trouble that I had with in writing the book, and that's why it's a 413-page book, because I can teach anyone how to lose weight. Okay, I, I can lose five pounds in two days because I know all the tricks. But in order, the, the most effective way, and if you want to lose weight, that's great, but the most important thing is to either maintain or regain your health. And you're right. You don't have to go for, like, you know, a size zero or a size one. You know, you, you can be healthy. In fact, you can be a size zero and size one and not be healthy. And you can be what, I, what they call skinny fat, where you still have high body fat even though that you're skinny. So, yeah, weight is really not, and that's why I say lose fat, gain health, and it really not is focused on weight loss. So I, I totally agree. And eating whole foods, eating wholesome, pure foods, foods are the best way to do that. But I do also believe that um, uh, specifically Americans, you know, the, the kind of diet that we're at, that that most Americans follow, is full of junk food, full of processed food, and they're supersizing everything. So there is a point where you have to just say, you know. How many calories should I be eating? You shouldn't be eating 5,000 calories a day. So there is, you know, that that part as well. Yeah, I, I sort of wonder what what most people think about during the day when they're feeding themselves because I certainly agree that most people seem not to consider very much of what goes in. Um, and women, I, I don't think I know a single woman who hasn't, at some point in her life, struggled with her weight. And that includes most of the women that I know who have always been thin. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, just we don't ever seem to be happy where we are, you know, regardless of what we look like. Right. Yeah, and that's why it's basically, you know... You want to be in a healthy range. I don't know if you know the body fat stats, but anything over 30% body fat is considered obese. So, And that's why it's really not what you weigh. Like, you know, when I was competing, I weighed 140 pounds, but I was like 15% body fat. Mm-hmm. So you can still be heavy, you know, and you just have high lean body mass. Right, right. Which so is prob- it, probably why... Um, a lot of men who are, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of men who are, like, very large people, and they look, you know, outline-ish. They mm-hmm. look like what you might call fat, but they're just basically, like, solid. Yeah, yeah. And it's all personal preference as long as you're, you know, under the obesity level. And, you know, I like to say if you're, like, in the high teens, you know, 22% would be a good a good goal for anyone, regardless of what you weigh and you're comfortable and you're healthy, then that's where you should that's where you should aim to be and that's where you should aim to maintain because it is a maintenance too. It's it's a lifestyle. And of course occasionally you can go and you can have your junk food or whatever it is that you like. You know, my particular preference is to have a whole bag of a pound of M and M's. But, you know, um, Yeah, I I, I was, guess that was the <laughs> other thing I, I wanted to ask you is how do you work in because I, I think that for a lot of people even if you're eating healthily most of the time, I mean, everybody's got something they want to have that's not the best. Yeah, everybody has world. their vice. Yeah. Everybody's got their vices. And mm-hmm. h- how easy it is, how easy is it within your diet to sort of incorporate, you know, things like the beer I might want to have with my with my pizza this weekend or a glass of wine or a piece of cake or whatever. Well, what I what I try to do if you really if you want to lose the fat first is to try to stick with a semi-strict program and I have what I call a cheat sheet. So I have recommended cheats that are part of the actual what I call the uh, reduction phase. There's two phases to the program, a, ma- a reduction and a maintenance. So, we want to stay on the reduction phase for like really clean for the first two weeks just to get yourself into a disciplined type of life to where you're like, okay. And um, then as time goes on and you get to your, not your ideal, but the weight that you've set out to lose, 
and you're exercising because the more you exercise, actually, the more you can cheat. But um, in the maintenance phase, then I leave it up to the individual because we all have different ways of cheating. Like, for example, you know, some days I don't want to eat four times a day. Some days I just don't feel like eating or some days I want to eat a large meal. Or, again, some days I'm going to have that pound of M&M. So in the maintenance plan, I give the option to the individual. So if you want to have your beer, you have it. And I think I recommend it, I can't remember off the top of my head, once or twice a week. Or is mm-hmm. it? I, I can't remember exactly, but it's been a while since I wrote the book. <laughs> uh, but that sounds uh, like something That's like just motivation for with. people to buy the book. What's that? They have to buy the book to find the answer to that question. Yeah, you have to buy the book to get that question answered. Darn it. There you go. (laughs) I have a tendency to give away all the information. You know why? Because it's such a complicated topic, and people are just struggling with this because there's so much nonsense being floated out there that it becomes confusing. And I just figured the, the more, in fact, that's one of the bases of my book, is the more information, the better. I will supply the information. You just have to bring the discipline. So, but that's I'd love to send Lisa part. a book. Huh? Huh? That's the hardest part. <laughs> you know what? If I could do that for all my clients, I'd be a billionaire. Yeah, because what I really need is for somebody to write a book about how to have the discipline to do that. <laughs> Oh, I know. Well, yeah, and I don't, you know, I thought about writing, I did little motivational pieces kind of interwoven in the book with quotes and little tips and jokes and stuff, but I couldn't, I mean, how do you package motivation unless you do motivational speaking of some sort or brainwash people? I mean, I really don't know. I find routine is extremely helpful for me personally. In other words, you know, I, I work out five days a week. It's just pretty much automatic. Sunday night through Thursday night, I have, you know, what what I do each day. I, I just don't even think about it. I, I don't even have to think about trying yeah, to... Yeah, it's, like it's like brushing your teeth and combing your hair. But you, you maybe you're one of those obsessive compulsive types like I am. So once you get caught into a schedule... Well, the older you get, the harder it is once you're out of the routine. You know, I, that I found. I mean, if I'm on vacation or something and don't have access to, you know, my my usual stuff, I mean, I try to get exercise kind of whatever, in whatever form I can and not be too obsessive about it. But it doesn't hurt if the hotel or, or you know, wherever, the timeshare place or whatever, if they have a, if they have a gym, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to typically use it. But... Uh, I've just found that the older I get, the harder it is to get back into the routine once I'm out of it. So I just kind of stay in it, you know. And uh, I get my, you know, summer, I get myself, uh, we we take a few more liberties. We we have, you know, weeks where we only work out four days instead of five because just, you know, whatever, something's going on Sunday night, that kind of thing. We just don't get started. And don't worry about it because we're doing more things uh, apart from our, you know, specific routine like you know we go to the pool we'll swim we'll run around outside we'll do this and that like yesterday we, for a little while we went uh we went tubing which turned on on the lake near here and man it turned out to be a severe workout because i had to that's the, hard i've done that that is i was so sore after i've oh, done that oh geez, my god cause you got to hold on so tight a but then the one we had the the uh, the the the, the um the inflatable part on the bottom that you sit on is broken, so there's no barrier between the water and your butt. And oh. you, and when you're going 40 miles an hour, man, that is painful. So yeah, I you got to be in halfway decent shape to do that. Yeah. So I had to hold myself up, in other words, prop myself up the whole time. So you can imagine how sore my my glutes are from squeezing, you know, holding myself up, but propping myself up between, you know, my feet and my my butt and my legs. Anyway, that's just an example. Okay. So, uh, but I I find that it, it, if I don't even have to think about it, then I don't talk myself out of it. If I give myself that 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 wedge, if I if I open the door a little, you know, th- then I'll find a way to talk myself out of it. Well, and also in the book, I give women. A range. I never. I tell them, don't get locked in a number, even with your weight. Give yourself a five to eight pound range because there's going to be Christmas, there's going to be weddings, there's going to be holidays, there's going to be those weeks. But it, 
but most of the time you need to be in a routine. So, you know, that that is a good point, but everybody's motivated by different reasons. Some is vanity, some is health. You're forced into it for health reasons. I mean, there's just so many different uh, motivating factors as far as, you know, health and fitness go, so... Well, what Dawn, my wife, has done, because she decided she really, 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 she she kind of has never been able to get rid of the last, you know, whatever, X number of pounds after her second child, uh, our, our her second, uh, uh, my, our, my fourth, <laughs> who's now five. And, you know, we've been in this routine for quite a while now where we work out together and do the five-night-a-week thing, and she's done very well with it. She's absolutely looks to be in good shape. She's quite firm and all that, but she still has some weight she wants to get rid of. So now, in addition to our five you know, nights a week where we go down to the basement, we do cardio and we have weights, um, mm-hmm. she's added uh, at, the, at a local gym down the street, she's added two nights a week uh, earlier than when we go. We go late. Uh, you know, like super intensive workout, just like kick your Like spin class? Yes. Exactly. Yes, one of them is that a spin, and one's a just a a, a personalized, you know, dra- dramatic, uh, you know, weight loss firm up type thing. So she's got two two nights, two cl- formal classes a week in addition to the five that we do. So she's got you know seven sessions a week. And she's on a mission. She's uh, she's on a mission, and you know, I mean, you can certainly see. The results, but you know she's her her fortieth is coming up. Uh, in fact, on Saturday, and you know she's definitely oh. noticed that because uh, uh, cause after Lily was born, our our um, nine year old, she was able to lose the weight, you know, pretty pretty quickly. And she said, you know, she couldn't believe the difference between the two kids. You know, it was only four years apart. One's nine, one's five. And but hmm. just those four years, um, you know. Was she, it weight gain or just a firming issue? Both, both. Oh, okay. You know, she was. She's definitely a woman who, who gained a fair amount of weight with pregnancy, and uh, you know, took staying healthy very seriously. But um, you know, that included eating well and the right things, and just she is she is predisposed, you know, to to weight gain in pregnancy and. First time she got rid of it, and second time she just using you know kind of normal quote unquote methods, uh, she wasn't able to. So then we, you know, she gradually joined me in my five night a, a week routine, and and now like I say, she's even added to that. And uh, um, you know, I won't say she's happy quote unquote with the results just because she's ne- probably never really going to be satisfied. But I mean, I certainly see a difference. She's you know hmm. done very well. You know. So, well, if you guys need any extra tips, we'll have to, you know. I'm sure she would absolutely. And Lisa, if you want me to send you a book, I'd be more than happy to. Oh, I would love to have one. Okay. Yeah, send me your, your address, and I would love to send you one because I appreciate your help on Blog Critics. And Also, can I just thank Brian Anderson who helped me write this book and helped me promote it, and we did it from scratch, and my, my niece, Amber. Absolutely, so, and and let's so. send people if there's anywhere any site uh, in particular you want to send them to, uh, you know your links are good and and I've just been clicking over and going to all of them from your right. Yeah, my website, yeah, my website was designed by Brian Anderson. He's a website designer. In fact, in fact, we have a cartoon uh, character because part of our theme is to uh, leave a legacy to the younger generation. You know, because kids, the obesity epidemic is on a rise with with younger kids, and it's crazy. It's kind of yeah, so that's why we have the cartoon. We have like 18 villains and a superhero theme within the book. So uh, yeah, it's all over the website. You'll see the villains and stuff. And so give and he, give the what's the address to your site? It's uh, mydivadiet.com, and on there you'll find uh, I have two blogs: my Divadite tools for success, and I, I update them very frequently and give out information about recipes and meal plans and nutrition tips and all kinds of stuff there. So, um, yeah, mydivadiet.com. Excellent. Well, we're we're beyond the uh, 7 o'clock barrier here. And Uh-oh. That's fine. No, that's fine. It keeps it's, only, it's 4 o'clock here. <laughs> well, it's 4.04 so we get there. To go, we get to go for three more hours. <laughs> Yay. 
I have to go. I have to go home and eat. Eat bad. New there. new rule. I, have to go I love Del Mar. <laughs> so where anyway. are you? I see you're 805. You're north of LA. Is that right? Uh, San Luis Obispo, which is past Santa Barbara. Ah, yes. My cousin lives yeah. there. In, in Santa Barbara or San Luis Obispo? San Luis Obispo. Steve Olson. Oh. Do you know a Steve Olson? What does he do? He is a uh, a merchant marine. He's an officer on a on a commercial oh. ship. That uh, I think now he goes from <clears throat> San Diego. He sails out of San Diego and goes to Hawaii and back. Mm, no. Well, I don't get out much because I'm a single parent, and then I have you know between blog critics and writing a book and promoting the book and. Those articles are hard to write for blog critics. <laughs> we are demanding. We're, we're mean. We're, we're demanding and mean. I'm always waiting for a rejection letter like, uh-oh, we don't like this article. Bing. <laughs> Reject. Well, we have 16, 16 successful uh, uh, efforts on your part. So like I say, we in a relatively short time, we certainly appreciate that, and, it, and it's, it's, it's always interesting to see you know the range of a person's interests, and you know, oh, I just—you can see—I love all topics. I can yeah, you're all over the place. That's very cool. Yeah. We we like it and we appreciate. It. Well, good luck with the book, okay. and and really hope you know. Let's let's keep uh, let's keep promoting it and getting the word out there. And I will certainly tell Dawn that that we talked and have her if she wasn't listening. I, I don't think she's in. I think yeah, because it. If she needs some sort of if, – if if the results are not happening quick enough, and same with Lisa for you, or whatever your goals are, because I can be very generic within a book and on a little show like this, but there may be sp- some specific things that she can change that will make it happen quicker. That would be tremendous. I'm sure she would yeah. like to talk to you. Yeah, b- b- both of you guys. Lisa and – what's your wife's name, Dawn? Dawn, yes. Dawn, okay, cool. She does the, our, the Gloss Lip site, our – Celeb and uh, entertainment oh. news. So. Well, I'm not one of those celeb people. Well, <laughs> celeb, so. that's okay too. Since you were in fact one yourself, were you not? Oh, very minor. <laughs> like, like a little pebble on a beach. No, no, no. You've done a lot of things. Very impressive. All right. Well, very okay. nice talking to you. And uh, you know, please do. Uh, we're happy to have all your. Submissions, please do keep uh, writing for BC. We very much appreciate it. We got a lot of real interesting things coming up here. We're just working out um, some, some very interesting new things that I think you know will be of interest to you. And we're going to be expanding our oh, good. our coverage uh, quite a bit. And we're we're going to be providing original content in the near future on on uh, Technorati itself. So it'll be a whole new venue for us. So that that'll really be great. Mm. We're very excited about that. That's coming up okay well keep me posted and again Allie James she's the one that brought me to you guys so I appreciate it all right well we appreciate it too and uh, thanks Lisa Philip you there somewhere I haven't even met Philip (laughs) yeah no I'm I'm here I think he's been working the whole time I bet he's been working uh yes yes I have I've been been typing and talking and listening typing and listening (laughs) okay but here, you know, here nonetheless. Yes, well, I, thanks, it was thanks, very, very nice to hear from you, Christine. You're, you've been a wonderful guest, and uh, I, I admire your cartoon image on your blog as well. I was a little oh. intimidated. I'm, I'm always terrified by former American Gladiator contestants. <laughs> Especially women. <laughs> yeah. any, any of them, but yeah, I mean, you could all kick my butt pretty thoroughly, so I'll just be quiet. Yeah, you're, pro- you're probably right, but uh, that's beside the point. <laughs> We'll leave that one alone. <laughs> well, you guys all take <laughs> take care. Okay. Right. Thank you. Right. Good night. Have a great week. Me. All right. Send bye-bye. Send me an email. Bye. Send me an email. Bye.